the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that silently spreads, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. We are back. Hour number two of the National Intel Report on this. Wednesday afternoon, folks. Well, evening, if you're on the East Coast and Central Time. Are you people on the left coast for the remnant of the sanity? Sane people out there? How you doing? (laughs) I am looking at stories here that are just kind of just blowing me away. The alleged Salas family assailant previously worked for the U.S.-Israeli intelligence-linked firm. And this judge that was recently assigned to the Epstein Deutsche Bank case? Uh, let's go send a hitman. Let's send out the wet team. We need to send a signal. You see, they're not the only ones signaling, folks. They've been doing it for a number of years. At any rate, Dave in Michigan. Hello, Dave. Hello. Hey, John. I just want to apologize real quick for that little snafu earlier today. I... I kind of made an executive decision to to read that hat because I thought it was okay, you know, to quote stuff out of books, um, even though the FCC, you know, is in charge of all that or FTC or whoever the heck they are. But uh, I forgot that I wasn't an executive in your company, so it won't happen again, my friend. Well, and but I do. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, and and. It's the old slippery slope. If you leave something go, uh, other people are going to go, oh, okay, well, that's the new normal. And, I, you know, I, I will not and I cannot. Uh, there's families that listen to this very program every day. There are families that listen to this network every day. And part of the reason that they're here is to hear the truth. Part of the reason it's kind of a safe zone that they can hear stuff that's not going to be offensive. And try explaining to a five-year-old uh, what you were talking about today on Rivero's show. It's uh, you see what I mean here, Dave. It's not good. I do, but I and I have heard you kind of go off, kind of like Alex Jones used to. Um, not you know you didn't use those words that I did, but I was you know it was a quote from a sitting U.S. senator, right? Uh, Rashida Tlaib is who said that. So. Anyway, back yeah. to the vaccines. Yeah. You know, back in the 50s, um, when they came up with the polio vaccine, nobody was taking it. 
And you know what they did? They put Elvis Presley on TV, and he got he was the first celebrity to get that vaccine. And then people stood in line to get those vaccines. Well, and and I think uh, you know we were talking about this last hour. You know, one sixth of people that are members of and are marching on Black Lives Matter, only one sixth are black, and and they're treating this because well, everybody's in. Disney's in, the NFL is in, pro basketball's in, everybody's in on Black Lives Matter. So it's kind of like this cultural phenomenon. It's become something that it was not intended to be. And then in the mix, you have the anarchist, you have the Antifa there uh, mixing things up. I mean, this whole thing is insane. And they could only do this. And, and I, I brought this point up yesterday. You see all of this crap coming out of even Fox News, wear your mask, social distancing, blah, blah, blah. Where are the people for the opposing opinions on this very important subject? They're non-existent. Here's your message. Here's your perception we're giving you, and we want you to accept this, and this becomes your reality. Yep, you're right. And it's... It, it, we have absolutely entered the twilight zone on steroids, and, you know, I, I'm not going to stand down. You know, I'm wearing my Trump hat every day I go out, and I'm not wearing a mask. So I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, you know, my wife and daughter went to Kroger today, and uh, they didn't wear masks, and, you know, they were, they were treated like third-class citizens. The people have just... Uh, Charlotte Isserby, where are you? The deliberate dumbing down of America continues today. Well, and, you know, we've tracked and traced that as how we became so ignorant. Why is it that uh, this perception that it's hand-delivered to you every single day in America, uh, here is the news, here's your opinion, we're going to give you an opinion on our opinion, and what's your opinion on our opinion? Devoid of facts and devoid of one central thing, real journalism. Remember white paper journalism? You had an issue, uh, you you looked at both sides. You had argument, counter-argument, point, counterpoint. You discussed it, much information came forward, facts were put on the table, depending on, you know, whose facts. But it was up to the individual to ferret through this stuff and decide for themselves. That's not done anymore. That's not done That's right. anymore. That's right. Now, if you disagree with, you know, the talking heads, it's called oppositional defiance disorder, and they want to lock you up and put you on drugs. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Dave, I, I appreciate you calling in. I really do. All right. Thank you, John. Have a great show. I appreciate you too, brother. Okay. All right. Uh, the alleged Salas family assailant, well, who's this guy? Just a whacked-out guy showing up as a delivery person? He worked for the U.S.-Israeli intelligence agencies. <laughs> the news of the shooting of a husband and son of Esther Salas, the judge that was recently assigned to oversee the Jeffrey Epstein Deutsche Bank case, caused shock and confusion while also bringing renewed scrutiny to the Epstein scandal just a week after Epstein's main co-conspirator, Ghislaine Maxwell, was denied bail in a separate case. The case Salas is set to oversee is a class-action lawsuit brought by Deutsche Bank investors who allege that Deutsche Bank failed to properly monitor customers that the bank itself deemed to be high-risk 
including, among others, the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. The case came after the New York State Department of Financial Services had settled with Deutsche Bank over the bank's failure to cut ties with Epstein-linked accounts, resulting in Deutsche Bank paying a $150 million fine. Deutsche Bank, unlike other financial institutions, failed to close all of its accounts linked to Epstein until less than a month prior to his arrest last year, even though the bank had identified him as being high-risk years before. Now, beyond the tragedy of Sunday's shooting, which claimed the life of Salas's only child, the quick discovery of the death of the main suspect, Roy Den Hollander, of a self-inflicted gunshot to the head before he could be arrested or questioned by authorities has led to speculation that there's more to the official narrative of the crime than meets the eye. Folks, it's, an, it's as old as the hills. You shoot the shooter. If you want to put distance between you and the act of an outright murder, yeah, you have a hitman go in, and then you hit the hitman. And I do believe that's exactly what this was. With the law enforcement sources now claiming that Esther Salas was not intended target of the attack, and some media reports now suggesting that Den Hollander's motive was related to the dislike of feminism, Sure, I'm going to take the time to dress up in a FedEx uniform, fake delivering a package, uh, and I'm going to go to somebody's door because I just dislike feminism. <laughs> God. Ah, the most likely reason for any such damage control effort lies in the fact that both U.S. law enforcement investigations and mainstream media reports have consistently downplayed the connections of Jeff Epstein and his sexual trafficking and financial crimes to intelligence agencies in the U.S. and Israel. Similarly, Roy Den Hollander, previously worked for the New York firm, has been described as a private CIA with ties to those countries, intelligence agencies, and also ties to Deutsche Bank. Well... There's more to the story. If you want to read the rest of it, you can go on to republicbroadcasting.org, folks. Um, they're signaling. They're sending messages. I'm just fascinated the way this Ghislaine Maxwell thing is turning out. Rather than turning this into a full-blown investigation, who were the people that were tied to Ghislaine and Jeffrey? Uh, what financial institutions? What heads of state? Uh, Prince Andrew, Andrew was known as Randy Andy. There were pictures of Randy Andy and uh, topless uh, girls. Oh no 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 no! I know I just no I just sweat profusely. Yeah, <laughs> I, seriously, this is the folks. This is the reason why you're not going to see any headway. This is the reason why Jeffrey Epstein. I believe he's not dead. But some people do. But even if it were the case that he was dead, that was a hit to shut him up. That was a signal to everybody involved. Everybody locked down in place. Keep your mouth shut. Pop your head up. We're going to play whack-a-mole, and we're going to do it with little lead flying things known as bullets. That's the message here. But the embarrassment, the sheer embarrassment of finding out this blackmail scheme is really is what is at the heart of this. And, and it's, it's 
pretty simple and pretty plain to the rest of us. But this is, these are the movers and the shakers and the globalists and the newsmakers battening down their hatches. I'm just fascinated. Eight hundred three one three nine four four three. Well, a government insider confirms the existence of secret operation Epstein used to blackmail politicians. On Friday's episode of his podcast, the GCast, Craig the Sawman Sawyer joined my wife and I to discuss a new documentary film, Contraland, that addresses child human trafficking. And folks, We've got some really big news to break. For this is this is actually coming from Gary Franchi. A synopsis of this. Good to see you, Gary. You're aging well. Got some really big news to break for you now. Government insider, former special operator, revealing the existence of a secret operation, one that Epstein used to blackmail U.S. politicians. Now, before I get into that, if you're new here, go ahead and hit that red button down below to subscribe, then tap the notification bell so you're the first to know when the latest news is published. Now, on Friday's episode of my podcast, The GCast, Craig the Sawman Sawyer joined my wife and I to discuss his new documentary film, Contraland, and address child human trafficking. The full interview is linked below in the description. Now, in the course of our discussion, he confirmed the existence of a method that compromises our elected officials known as a brownstone operation. A blogger known as Rebel Scum posting at Steemit, he noted that the existence of Operation Brownstone and Brownstone Operations is not yet officially recognized as an operating procedure of the U.S. government. He writes that the topic is considered by many to be purely speculation as it is largely based on circumstantial and anecdotal evidence, but there there have been many requests to address this particular topic. But now Craig Sawyer, former Special Forces operator who now hunts child predators, is openly acknowledging the existence of such operations. Watch. The investigators that told me about the nature of the darkest cases that they were investigating uh, and there are many layers to what happens to the children and different types of abuse. Some of it is financial. Thirty-eight to fifty billion dollar a year criminal enterprise inside the United States. That's huge, folks. That's bigger than most major corporations that really celebrate as being richy rich. So there's a lot of money, and so there's one motivator. There's a lot of sexual perversion. That's uh, another motivator. So there's another layer of the onion, and then there's just the sadistic people who get off on abusing children and the power trip. Then there's the political layer of blackmail. We call it brownstoning operations in the intelligence community where public figures are filmed committing crimes, having sex with underage kids, and and that is then used to blackmail them. So uh, you and I, the American citizen, when we vote, we're not getting what we're voting for because our elected officials, so many of them are compromised with these brownstoning operations at the mansions and the parties and the islands where they've been filmed doing God only knows what because they have no integrity and they're not good people. And, you know, shame on the people that say that integrity and character do not matter in a public official. Yes, they do matter because that's the only thing that causes them to act in good faith 
when nobody's looking. And we've seen in decades past that they can pretty much get around the, the letter of the law anytime they want. So it's only down to what they're actually made of and what they, their core values and beliefs that have caused them to, to act in good faith for we the people. So we do need to get back to putting people with strong ethical moral character into office so that they'll actually do what they say and that they won't be so easily bribable and, and blackmailable with these people. Now, he just scratched the surface there. So later in the podcast, I asked him to go deeper into the topic. And I asked him if Jeffrey Epstein, who had close ties to Bill Clinton, was tasked with carrying out brownstone operations to compromise our elected officials, as it's believed that Epstein had video cameras set up at his Palm Beach home, as well as his New York mansion. Watch. Was, was Epstein um, an agent to fulfill these types of operations so that they could get these politicians on the hook? Yeah, I don't know for a fact that he was. There's a lot of speculation and, and chatter that he was. And let's let's say here's one scenario of a brownstoning operation outside of a mansion or something like Epstein was involved in. Let's say you've got a politician at a bar at a hotel in, in near D.C. Mm-hmm. And maybe uh, some woman that comes in that's just drop-dead gorgeous, sits down next to him, starts smiling, and... Uh, and, and they start the conversation. Next thing you know, he's only had one drink, but he feels like he can barely stand up. He's like totally out of his mind. He's losing it. She's saying, hey, I've got a, I've got a room upstairs or I've got a room next door. You want to just go relax? And next thing you know, he wakes up naked, or maybe with a note or a Polaroid on his chest of him right there. But in a photograph, there's a child. And maybe the child is abused. Maybe the child is in chains. Maybe it's a very damning, incriminating photograph of him having done God knows what with a, a child. And that is a, is a classic snapshot example of, of how a brownstoning operation can be conducted. So now that politician would be compromised and he would have to do whatever his handlers tell him or the video or photos of him would be made public and ruin his career. So a lot of these people, they're so dedicated to their own career and their own paycheck that they would not say the heck, heck with it. Um, you know, I'll tell I'll tell the truth and push through this to try to con- continue serving in good faith. It's you know, so many people are so weak character that they uh, or they're actual perverts and they've done the thing and they they like it and they just don't want to admit it. So anyway, one way or another, that's how so many of our politicians are compromised. And yeah, there's a lot of intelligence communities uh, uh, from different nations around the world that are involved in this because they all want that power and influence and intel. So it's a, it's a big, ugly game, and uh, most of it we're not privy to as as typical citizens. I've learned a little bit from it, uh, on it, from the inside of the intelligence community, and you see who we've got on our board at Veterans for Child Rescue. We've got some pretty heavy hitters on our board, and uh, people that I've protected and worked with in different agencies over the years. So uh, it's it's something that's bad because we, the American citizens, are not getting what we're voting for, and we're not being told about the threat against our children because, again, a lot of these elites are in on it. There's a lot of top cover to protect people that are you know, deemed too big to fail or, or too right. connected, and I'll say uh, I'm not down with that. I think there needs to be – Lady Justice needs to be truly blind. 
Absolutely. Now, with the arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell, new information has come to light that indicates she does, in fact, possess recordings of at least two current members of Congress engaged in compromising activities, likely with minors. The confirmation from Craig Sawyer of the existence of Brownstone Operation only adds more layers to a very dark underworld that Epstein was involved with. All facts point to Epstein working with international intelligence agencies for the sole purpose of compromising elected officials and elites so they could be controlled. Now, time will tell if Maxwell's brownstone videos ever surface in the course of her trial, if she even makes it. Now, remember, if you want to see the full interview with Craig Sawyer or find out more about his efforts to fight child trafficking, hit the links in the description. And if you want to make a donation right now, you can donate. You can text V4CR1. Text that to 44321. All right. Well, 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 well. Do you want to see who is in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book? Oh, it's it's a short read. There's only 1,576 names in that book with contact information such as phone numbers and addresses. Well, if you go to the website epsteinsblackbook.com, uh, you can open that little puppy up and you can go peruse for yourself. Now, the interesting thing about this, what is the FBI good at? Um, Jeffrey Epstein case, let's take that one. Ah, he's locked up in jail in New York. Well, he hangs himself. He just can't stand the shame. Well, then the speculation was, wait a minute. He didn't hang himself. It looks like he was hung. Well, that goes with the narrative that he was either murdered or committed suicide. Many still believe that Jeffrey Epstein is alive and well because if I was, Jeffrey Epstein was not a stupid guy. He came from being, what, a school teacher to very rich, very powerful, hobnobbing, if you will, with the global elite. Now, do you think a man like this is going to uh, give somebody the key to his kingdom, in other words, his downfall, or does he have backup, don't touch me, or what? Well, what happened on Jeffrey Epstein's island? Well, the FBI swooped in on that, didn't they? There was not a whole lot of news. The only, the only pictures we got from that were from a drone that the FBI was there uh, seen going through Epstein's Island Resort and uh, bagging everything up to cart it off. Uh, does there seem to be a pattern here? Let me see. We have 9-11. We have a commercial jet that flies into the Pentagon destroying records that what? Would have proved uh, a lot of different things, but uh, oh, the missing trillions of dollars. Uh, that the Pentagon just couldn't seem to find. So all those records are destroyed. Okay. All right, well, then let's see the video of this commercial jet. We never, see, we never get to see the video. Folks, the government is paranoid. They have cameras looking at cameras that are looking at cameras. What did we get to see? Something that might have been an airplane, but we just see a big fireball and that's it. But there were... Many, many, many video cameras running that day. Have you ever seen any film footage? No, you got the official narrative for what the FBI wanted released. I give you the Las Vegas mass shooting. Same thing there. What did they do? They came in, swooped up all the video evidence, and poof, they're gone. Well, according to the person that was responsible for getting his hands on this little black book, 
was um, the butler for Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, before Epstein was able to destroy this, and this was at his Palm Beach house. This is why I suggested to people I learned a lot from this Netflix, of all places, Netflix production on uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, you really need to watch. It, it is only uh, four 45-minute segments. It's only four episodes, but I learned more from that than I did from the alternative media or supposedly what our law enforcement has turned up in this country. They did a very good job. And Palm Beach was almost the downfall of Jeffrey Epstein. Almost. But the Palm Beach Police Department did not back down. They didn't want to back down to the FBI. But then we find out that uh, this butler was able to scan a copy of Jeffrey Epstein's little black book and provided the FBI with it. Now, folks, if you're going to make one copy, why not make two just for safekeeping in case something happened to the one you walked outside? Maybe the wind caught it. Maybe you got caught in a rainstorm. Maybe there was this errant uh, tornado that just came down and just scattered the... You always make more than one copy. And I am sure the FBI did not make this available to the public. But again, epsteinsblackbook.com. Go check it out for yourself. A lot of interesting names in that book. My God. You know, I... (laughs) You know, for supposedly being liberated, and oh gosh, you know, just anything goes nowadays. Why are the politicians still afraid of a sex scandal. Oh, is it, isn't this the 21st century now? I haven't haven't we been liberated? Why do sneaky politicians uh, hobnobbing it in uh, bathrooms at airports? Why all of a sudden uh, that fact comes out? Oh, poof! They're gone. They resign. Is it the fear that there's more behind that? Let me put a stop to this. I need to retire. I need to spend more time with my family. And hey, you know, if they're in Congress for what, more than a year, uh, they're fully compensated with uh, forever payments on their retirement. So are they really losing anything? Well, maybe a chance of gaining more, but they really didn't lose. And let me get out of the kitchen uh, because I am not going to be able to stand the heat. There is a lot more to this. Much, much, much more. I think Ghislaine Maxwell, I don't think anything's going to happen to her. I think the deal's already been worked out. I think she'll probably spend some time in jail, then you'll never hear about the incident ever again. But, you know, inquiring minds want to know. You know, that commission that looked into the death of JFK, well, they thought they had it all sewed up, didn't they? Well, those little jagged pieces never seemed to fit. So for years and years and years, people were combing endlessly over the information that was available about the JFK assassination. The one thing that was never really addressed, the who, the what, you know, you were shown the grassy knoll, you were shown the reflective pool, you were shown the path, you were even shown the president's head blowing apart. But you really never heard the issue why. Oh, you know, it was maybe because that... uh, failed CIA thing down in Cuba and you know really no Kennedy was dangerous if you heard 
kind of it's kind of like a uh, uh, Donald Trumpism, if you will. Uh, Kennedy was a Democrat, but he was a Catholic, and there was this alarm that well, we're going to vote a Catholic into the White House. <laughs> well, you voted in a black homosexual as president. What's what's the big deal here? The question was never really gone after as to why Kennedy was killed. And then his brother. Why was his brother killed? They were a real danger. And all of my years of looking at this and my getting out my BS meter and having that fine-tuned and watching that needle peg all the way to the right... I think what finally got this man killed, aside from the CIA and where this country was supposed to move into the future, you know, let's cultivate this nice military-industrial complex, let's get on a profit game of not only building, but going and destroying and then having to rebuild again, and on and on and on it goes. But I think the real issue behind why JFK was killed is because he went after the bankers. And we all know you don't mess with the bankers. Do ya? Let's take the bottom of the hour break here. Remember, Epstein'sBlackBook.com You might even see some relatives in there you don't like. (laughs) Who knows? We'll be back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. 
EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switched to plant-based diet also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispico's. Five out of five stars. Built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. might be entering the danger zone i can tell you we're in the twilight zone dan in calgary hello dan uh hi john uh thanks for taking my call long time no talk um i was watching or i was reading on twitter today that idiot uh wolf blitzer gloating the fact that texas is might turn to uh the democratic party and that their biden is up by one point like 45 to 44 something like that. And I'm like thinking to myself, I cannot believe this. And I thought I was listening to you and since you're in Texas and been there a long time, you, you know, the lay of the land is, is, is that just pure BS or it's, it, what's happening down there? It, 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 well, we have lost as this country has lost most of the major cities, uh, to Democrats, uh, down here in Texas, three hot spots three biggest cities in Texas, San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston. Um, they were sanctuary cities, brought in huge number of populations. What, what, are, what are huge new immigrants, huge numbers of new immigrants going to do? Well, they come in, they're granted passage over the border and a place to live, and, well, you know, hey, you just have to go out there and register to vote. Don't worry, nothing's going to happen to you. And by the way, vote for the hand-picked Democrats. This is how they're popping uh, red states into blue states. But here again, that's kind of a misnomer. You travel Texas outside of these major cities, you're going to talk to some good old boys down here in Texas. This is why I said the other day, somebody ought to call the governor and tell him, remind him, excuse me, Mr. Governor, you do remember this is Texas, right? Uh, Politically down here, they want this guy's head in a basket. And as as it should be. This guy is supposed to be a Republican. He's supposed to be a good guy. No, he's not. 
because he's following the COVID-19 crap to the letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering about that. Do you think that if, if they did vote for Biden, or let's say, God forbid, Biden wins, and then everything turns south, you think the Americans are smart enough to realize, like, you know, even the Democratic side, I'm talking about Democrats, wake up and say, hey, wait a minute, we were screwed over. How, how stupid. Or are they just going to perpetually vote for Democrat year after year because they're just so ingrained? Or, like, are they eventually going to wake up and go, you know what, that was just horrible. We've turned into Venezuela. Or, you know, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I didn't understand the question, Dan. Repeat that. If if God forbid Biden became the president right. and you had let's say eight years of democratic rule, right. and then by then I know he's going to do a terrible job, would the American people be smart enough to realize? Well, wait a minute, I don't think the Democrats are working for us, or are they going to just you know vote for another you know nominee, and uh, let's say that guy gets in and, and all of a sudden they, they they vote Democrat again. Well, I've seen polls uh, that were taken, and not the usual polls. Uh, They have pollsters out there, organizations that do the polls. They have their leading questions or their sampling. Uh, Some of these samples are pawned off as, well, only 20% of it is uh, conservative Republicans, and uh, the rest of the 80% they put under the other category. I, I don't believe these polls, because if you looked at the polls in 2016 prior to the election, um, they had Hillary Clinton out front. Donald Trump, though, there's no way. Do you remember the drama when they were counting down the electoral votes? Oh, well, Donald Trump's going to lose that one. Uh, if Joe Biden gets in, and I think what the Democrats are really pissed off about is the fact that they could not carry on the Obama legacy through Hillary and here was really the village idiot ready to step up and take control. Um, that, and they were angry about that. They were pissed off about it because we were having, we were in the middle of a culture flip in this country, but also a political flip as well. And and there's a lot of things combined in this, Dan. But one of the things is you break the continuity of generations. You break the family unit. You break the culture of a country, and this is exactly what they have accomplished. You don't teach government in school as to why we have this form of government and the benefit of it, the liberty, the freedom, um, the, the ability to redress of government. You have your innumerable, unalienable rights that came from God. Well, okay, well, let's just get rid of God, and that'll take care of that problem. This has been a process, Dan, that's been going on for many, many years. And as far as Biden getting elected, um, we'll see how that one plays out. Are they going to try to rig the vote with this mail-in vote? Are they going to try to rig it like they've been doing with Donald Trump and holding rallies? Uh, Politically, anything is possible in the political world. But I don't think people have enough faith in Joe Biden, even Democrats. Now they're starting to see. Now this is starting to be openly discussed about Black Lives Matter and the roots of the problems in the inner cities and where the failures came from. And it all points back to career Democrats, the black liberators that, well, we're for the black people. Just keep voting for me. Vote for me. Vote. And they keep voting and their situation gets worse. 
whether they're smart enough to realize it or not. But there's a lot of Democrats out there that are looking at this situation and going, wow, um, we can see the problems. There are fights right now going on within the Democrat Party. There are people that are desperately on the Democratic side trying to distance themselves while other little traitors to their party, like John Kasich, is going to address you know, the Democrat National Convention. Yeah, John Kasich, this guy was running for president, and you saw how fast Donald Trump ran over him. All I can tell you, Dan, this is going to be a very interesting November. I'm not looking for anything positive to come out of it, but it could be the beginning of the end of these characters one way or another. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'll leave you with one final thing. There's a video, you've probably seen it, it was done about 35 years ago, as a KGB agent who's sitting down with uh, E. Edward Griffin, or whatever his name is. G. Edward. And he, G. Edward. And uh, so he basically explains current events, but you think he taped it like yesterday, or even today. It, it, and he describes the, the breakdown of society and, and, and what the KGB or the left or whatever does to bring. And it's exactly what you said. And it's an eight-minute video, and it's very entertaining, but it will actually shock you. Uh, when you see it, because it was like literally the guy had a crystal ball and he predicted exactly what was happening in society. But I encourage everybody to watch that video. It's on YouTube. It's called KGB Agent Explains Current Events. All right. But thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you calling back in. Okay. JR in Georgia. Hello, JR. Good evening, John. Um, Within the past 24 hours, I saw a particular article that I, was, I found quite interesting and quite shocking, too, as well. It was from a female host on TalkStream Live Station. I won't say her name. Let people maybe look it up if they want to. But <clears throat> part of this COVID-19 business is also a, an attempt to harvest blood as well as plasma. And I did not realize that 75% of the blood reserve for the entire world is collected from the United States of America. I wasn't aware of that either. No, I just learned of this yesterday. I can say her name if you wish. or Go ahead. com. She's on Red State. Okay. And she put up, she put up a very interesting article. And, in fact, George Soros has invested money into this business because, apparently, it is a multi-million or billion-dollar business around the world. And I found it astonishing that 75% of the blood reserves come from the American people themselves. Interesting. You know, Very don't you find it? Don't you find it a little bit odd? You know, uh, the FBI is caught red-handed trying to taint a presidency and pull a president out of office, but yet all the sex trafficking is going on, and the FBI is doing absolutely nothing about it. I, I'm, I, I'm. Uh, I'm to the point here, I'm wondering how many of the FBI agents themselves, are they themselves compromised? Don't know. Well, I agree with you, and I think what we finally have realized with the alternative media sources that we do have, 
that this runs much deeper than we can even imagine with our own brains. I agree with your earlier guest, the Don fellow, mm-hmm. who made mention of there will be a remnant, and I understand there will be a remnant in these last days. I am taught that. I learned that as growing up. That there's just going to be a small number of us who will try to rebel until the very end. And it's... I'm, I am very concerned because I have children and grandchildren. And they're going to face something that I cannot verbally explain to them how it's going to occur and what's going to be the process and how they're to live their lives 10, 15 years from now, if not earlier. Because I do listen to other people. And it disturbs me, and this is what caught me off guard a little bit, is I listened to an individual named Bradley Dean. He's on Sons of Liberty. And I'll occasionally watch his YouTube channel. And I most I never see over 100 viewers. And it, it kicks off a thought in my head that this message is not getting out there to the masses. People don't know or just disregard the available alternative media sources that are available to them. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason I believe there will be a remnant. It will be a very small number. I don't don't know. I'm I'm not in the predicting game as to small numbers because there's a lot of people out there that have been watching very quietly in the shadows. They, They seem to know that things are going in a very bad direction. They have gotten a sense, and of course, we've had a president. How many times? I wished I had a dollar for every time he used the term fake news. I could pay for this network for the next five years. <laughs> you know, I, I've known this for 30, I, I've known this for more than 50 years about the fake media and how things are manipulated and controlled. But even in spite of that, you know, they still have to signal their intention by deplatforming throwing people off, uh, conservatives, or information that is being withheld from mainstream media to the public. Well, we have to get rid of those people off of social platforms. This is very evident if you look at it with an unjaundiced eye. And I, I, don't, I, don't sell, I don't sell the intelligence of the human beings that live in this country. I don't sell Americans short. We're not stupid. Sometimes it takes a house to fall on you to wake up, I guess. I don't know. But I'm not selling this thing short. If, if you look at the American Revolution, I always go back to that as an example, J.R., uh, there were people in this country that established themselves that were plantation owners and business owners and shop owners and pub owners, and they were creating commerce in this country. And they wanted to rebel against the king. Well, a lot of people that had a stake and was worried that, well, if we do that, stick a sharp stick in old the king's eye, that he might be a little upset about that and put us all out of business. Only 3% of the population actually was in support of the revolution against King George. Only 3%. I think we got a little bit more than that now. Well... John, I hope you're right, and I'll pray for you and your family, and thank you for taking my call this evening. All right. Thank you, J.R. I appreciate your call. Uh, I'm not getting a refresh here. 
Yep, you got to do that every time. If you don't, yeah, you keep blaming it on me. Yeah. Glenn in Philly. Hello, Glenn. Hello, John. Hi. Hi. Um, just a little rejoinder to your previous caller's mention of blood banking. Just uh, we point out, um, I'm an RN living in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I point out you can join a private blood bank and make your donations to a private blood bank. And then if you ever need to do a scheduled surgery or an emergency, you call the blood bank, and they provide you with all the well-screened, you know, blood that you need because you're a member of the blood bank. But uh, so hmm. if you don't, yeah, it's a, it's a very good arrangement. I know people have benefited, you know, greatly from that. I was not, um, I was not aware that uh, such organization has existed. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, just do a search on private blood banks and you'll find... You know, the fun then. Um, okay. Uh, the reason I called was um, you were talking about Texas and red and blue and left and right. And mm -hmm. um, I, though I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, I've been to San Antonio numerous times in recent decades because I have family there. And I had old college buddy in Austin. And I'd hop on 35 and take a ride up past San Marcos up to Austin, visit my college buddy, and hang out with him. And when it comes to culturally, I'll take San Antonio over Austin any day of the week because uh, San Antonio has a very distinctive uh, Tex-Mex flavor compared to Austin, which has the white San Francisco East, you know, flavor to it because yeah, of politics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Austin used to be uh, education and music, Austin City Limits and stuff like that, and a real cultural seat, but now it is a communism seat. Well, but, but I, okay, but saying that San Antonio is better because they got Tex-Mex, uh, it's still no. it's still dominated by Democrats. Perhaps, perhaps yes, and I'm not denying that. Yeah. But and and um, I I will say I get the feeling that Hispanic people of Texas and even the those who came legally or legal you know even illegals they they don't want to live in a country in upheaval. They want. They came to pursue the American dream, even though they broke the rules doing it. Someone broke the rules doing it. They, uh, you know, I don't sense a revolutionary spirit down there among the Hispanics. They, they're, they're just looking, you know, to build a good life. No, and, and 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 Glenn, Glenn, I, I, I've said, I've indicated that before on this program. And I'm not saying you haven't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you said that I didn't. Glenn, please, please allow me. Please, thank you, thank you. I, I've said this before that I cannot fault people, even Mexicans, Hondurans, other people trying to get into this country. I, I don't blame them for doing it, unless your mommy and your daddy is a full-blooded Indian. Well, then obviously you came from someplace else. And I get that. And what I'm saying, what, I, what I've said in the past, is politically, if they're receiving protections and aid and help coming into this country to get set up, where do you think their political alliance is going to be? It's going to be with those that gave you that helping hand. It's not going to be from a guy that says, look, I want to put up a border wall and I want to stop all the illegal immigrants coming in there. Yes, okay, ostensibly, and at first blush, absolutely. However, 
if they're looking down the road a little bit more and they see the destruction of the country on the horizon, if they see they they're you know some of the, some of these may not vote vote they may pay lip service there there might be actually an underground um, spirit of wanting to do whatever is going to keep the country stable and afloat. And if they, even though they've benefited, oh, you know, they might have burned hand. They, they might, might, might. Glenn, want I, to I think, I, I think, I think you're kind of pushing that point. Uh, okay. Past mm-hmm. the point of uh, believability, I, I, I don't think okay. it's that long term. I think it is just short term. Mexico is mm-hmm. a mess. Honduras is a mess. Mess. Guatemala is a mess. I mean, these people are coming here for a reason, and they're coming here for economic reasons. But along with that. What has been led into this country? Well, what did Donald Trump do last week? There were hundreds and thousands of arrests. MS-13, they were rounded up, put back over that border, and they're going to try their damnedest to keep these people out. This is what set up the United States' mainline drug business in this country. This drug drug cartel thing always reminds me of the movie The Magnificent Seven. Where you know the cowboys going in eventually, they get the townspeople to stand up to the bad guys. <laughs> you know, it, it's a, it's a bit of a fantasy type thing, but um, you know they know everybody knows. They look south, they see Guatemala, they know Central America, they know what's happened in Venezuela, and they don't want that here. You know, okay. so I'm just hoping. Okay, Glenn, yeah. you've made that point before, and I'm telling yeah. you, I that's think that's you're full it. of malarkey on it. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm right. trying to be Got polite you. about it. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Oh no, I agree. I think we could see, um, you know, uh, warfare in the streets from November. Well, I, I I do believe. By the way, uh, the breakdown here is San Antonio. Uh, yeah, it's liberal. Bexar County is leaning liberal. In Bexar County, Texas, fifty-three point seven percent of the people voted Democrat in the last presidential election. Uh, right. Compared come to on, four- you, you know, come on. You know it's Bear County. You, you 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 can do better than that. It's Bear County. You know that. But anyway, all right. Well, John, thank you. Um, take care. Have a great evening, and let's uh, may God have mercy on us all. Bye bye. You know when I came down here, <laughs> jeez. Uh, how would you pronounce B U D A, Mike? Yeah, I, I on the air one day I, I said Buddha, and I got roasted over that one, and it's Buddha, and it's spelled B E X A R. Uh, are, are we dealing with the? Uh, uh, oh God, <laughs> Stephen in Mexico. Hello, Steve. Yes, listen. Uh, you had a caller yesterday on your show that brought up a. Uh, 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 a Supreme Court case that supposedly said that uh, they, the governments had a right to put a needle in us. If you also remember the video on Dershowitz, where he said, oh, yeah, everybody, uh, the, the Supreme Court has a right to, to mandate everyone has to take a vaccine. Well, first off, uh, Dershowitz is a liar, the douchebag, uh, because if you check out the case that he names, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, uh, the case was actually not about whether he can be vaccinated or not. It was about whether he had to pay a fine, which was five bucks to not take the vaccine. Well, the Supreme Court deemed that he had to pay the fine, but he did not have to take the vaccine. So there's Dershowitz lying to the populace, naming the court uh, 
you know, the Jacobsons versus the Massachusetts, and I think other people are naming this case, just like the caller that you had yesterday, and they seem to think that that mandated that they have the right to mandatorily vaccinate. There is no Supreme Court case that does that. Number one, the Supreme Court was only to be used in state disputes because we are a republic. Yeah, not a democracy. And Steve, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, Alan, Der- Alan Dershowitz, by the way, uh, you can go to uh, Epstein's Black Book and the PDF. Uh, yes. Do you want his email and phone number? It's in there. <laughs> also, if you go to uh, Del Bigtree, you can actually see the interview that he does, and he is so kind to Dershowitz, but he nails him to the wall on this because Dershowitz, once again, spills out the bullcrap, and, and Del Bigtree just nails him right to the wall with the actual the actual case, and not the bullcrap that he tries to pull on the people, thinking that we will not check him out. Well, that, that, there you go. that brings to mind, Steve, something about how the Supreme Court ruled on the Affordable Care Act, Obama's national health care. Uh, that they, they had no right. Well, no, the Supreme Court ruled that, uh, uh, well, it's, it's legal because it's a tax, and Congress has the right to lay and collect taxes. And what we viewed the Affordable Care Act as being is its mandatory health care that you had to join it. Remember all the arguments going on as to, well, if you don't, are you going to be penalized, you're going to be fined, you're going to be jailed, or whatever the case may be. Well, I didn't look into that case, maybe you have or you can in the future, um, that uh, maybe that was the same ruling that, well, it was just about laying collecting fines or taxes and then paying a fine for not going along with it. I do not know one way or the other. I'm just speculating. Sure, sure. Well, there you go. So I just want everyone to know that, including the caller that made the call yesterday. He was lied to by that judge. And again, Dershowitz, you got to watch that guy. He is a smooth, slick liar. Yeah, the guy that has actually probably flown on Epstein's plane more than his own pilots did. All right, Steve, thank you very much. Appreciate it. By the way, uh, Connecticut State Labs find 90 false positives out of 144 coronavirus tests administered in mid-June, just last month. The State Department of Public Health said its state laboratory found a flaw in one of its testing systems that 90 out of 144 people who tested for the virus between June 15th and June 17th received false positive tests. 161 specimens were collected and a total of 91 of those showed false positives. Governor Abbott, we're going to use that wheelchair to roll you right out of the governor's office down here in Texas. This ain't Dallas, this ain't Houston, and it sure ain't Bayhar County. You happy? Thank you for being here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. The newspaper? Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com.
Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.